going on everybody welcome into another edition of the daily energy newsbeat stand up here on this gorgeous tuesday august 15th 2023 as always i'm your humble correspondent michael tanner coming to you from an undisclosed location here in dallas texas joined by the executive producer of the show the purveyor of the show and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website energynewsbeat.com Stuart turley my man how we doing today it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood i'm getting ready to interview doomberg tomorrow yeah, you've that will be awesome. You can check that out both on our YouTube and our podcast link um, here on this same channel as you guys listen to. Love Doomberg. Um, avid subscriber to his newsletter. So uh, hopefully uh, we're going to make sure that we use his image in the video. When when we do the video, you've got to make sure that you have his little, uh, little oh, Doomberg he, bird there. Oh, he's now a talking bird and he's there the whole time. Uh, David Blackman. Uh, our teammate just interviewed him and it was a hoot. Here he, I, I mean, he's really cool. No, that's awesome. So um, we appreciate him coming on and you can check that out on our podcast, but we have an excellent show for you today. First up on the menu. What are the bricks planning with August 22nd? Durban Accords. I mean, this just sounds outright spooky here. Stu's been doing a great job of keeping us up to speed on BRICS. Um, we also will cover Russia confirms BRICS will create a gold-backed <laughs> currency. Both these go hand in hand. And BRICS seems to be continuing to uh, uh, push, the, uh, push the melt here. Next up, Russia's largest independent gas producer delivers first train to flagship Arctic LNG2 project. Um, Russia continues, despite sanctions, to push energy. This is a large project they've been looking to turn online. Next up, higher energy prices push United States energy trade with Canada to record value. Next up, China abandons Paris Agreement, making U.S. efforts painful and pointless. That's, I think, the real key. Stu will then kick it over to me. I will cover what's going on in the oil and gas markets. We saw oil drop to 82.36 um, on the close. Um, we, we also saw Silver Bow go ahead and pick up for about $700 million Chesapeake, South Texas assets. So I will opine a little bit on that deal. Um, and then we'll let you get on out of here, uh, get to it and start your Tuesday. Before we do all that, guys, remember all these stories and analysis are brought to you by the world's greatest website, www.energynewsbeat.com. The best place for all of your energy and oil and gas news. Stu does a great job of curating that site to make sure it stays up to speed with everything you need to know about the oil and gas business. Dashboard.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for all of your energy and data news combo. Hard at work at V2. Get that before it goes behind a paywall. Check out the description below, guys. Links to all of the stories we are about to uh, cover. Follow us um, on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. I'm out of breath, though, Stu. Where do you want to begin? Hey, let's go rumbling. Hey, what are the bricks planning with August 2nd Durban Accords? Okay, this is coming up quick, dude. And, you know, it is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa are in the BRICS. Now, let's go through this here. This is global trade runs on U.S. dollars. This is where we were talking about this, and that is uh, Nixon got us off the gold standard. Yep. That allowed uh, our government at that point to just print money whenever they wanted to. And it just drives me nuts. He puts in this article. Okay. He says right here, it's our currency, but it's your problem. President Nixon said that. I mean, not only was he like a a real loser, had to bail out, but um, it's our currency, but it's your problem. Okay. (laughs) 
every president since then has notched that attitude up and weaponized the dollar. So now the result of this shock and awe economic warfare were underwhelming. (laughs) The Russian economy failed to collapse. Instead, they used business as usual, taking payments in rubies or gold. Michael, the number one and number two countries for buying gold, China, Russia. Mm-hmm. Two members of BRICS, China, Russia. Who's going to be the primary backers of this new gold? And then there's another article that we ran last week that says they're going to do the same thing. While uh, the U.S. denied the U.S. citizens in 1933 to change dollars for gold. You can't buy gold as a U.S. citizen. That's going to be the same thing. They're not going to have to go through and and do the same thing. They had limits on it, Michael. Was, oh, interesting. I mean, so you don't yeah. think we're going to be able to buy gold here soon? Yeah, no. Now, and, and so what you're going to do is Well, hey, it's, it's what it is. I'm, uh, hey, well, you want to talk about conspiracies? There's a lot of conspiracies floating around here about Hawaii, and I'm not going to bring us up on that one. Okay. Okay. Uh, it me August 22nd may mark the beginning of the end as business as usual. This has been coming fast and I've been warning you. I said, "Hey, everybody says, oh, it may take us years to get off of the US dollar. I think it's going to happen sooner than that." Interesting. Well, what's what's going on now with Russia? Russia's confirming something about BRICS here? Yes. Russia, uh William uh, Metalkov there you go. It's official. BRICS is planning to introduce this bill trading in currency backed uh, by gold. Many analysts gold backed currency is the next evolution in this process. And Michael, you brought it up being that you're the minds graduate with your uh, master's uh, know it all and the most knowledgeable millennial I know on this. Uh, was it two percent? Is it the only gold? Are you looking for somebody that? Because you were describing me. <laughs> Well, both you and I have haircuts for our podcast listeners, so we got smarter. At first glance, the new transaction unit backed by gold sounds like good money, and it could be foremost a major challenge. Now, for making the new currency as good as gold, it must be convertible to gold on demand. And there's where the argument comes in. Is it going to actually be Or is it going to be backed by Russia and China, very much like the U.S. said, no gold for you. It's only mentally. (laughs) The full full faith and credit of the CCP. So this is turning out to be really interesting. Uh, Will you be able to buy gold? Boy, I'll tell you what, I want a gold mine right under my bunker. And this is when we should probably run an ad for some gold co company to be like, buy gold now. Yeah. <laughs> if we were Fox News, we'd run an ad for a gold co below us. I'm going to call William, uh, William Devane. Hey, I'm William Devane. Yeah. And- yes. <laughs> Lear Street Capital, where you can buy and sell gold at a 45% markup from us. Right. And, and so that's where it gets in. You have to buy them through those as opposed to just going to the government and exchanging it for gold. Nonsense. So oh, that's more, while we're in Russia, they had something. I, I mentioned this at the top. They had something with their some 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 gas shipment just got shipped up to the Arctic. Are, are they storing well, gas in the Arctic? Well, no, uh, the Arctic is actually where they're getting all of their natural gas for Boston. <laughs> it goes into the Boston, which is, you know, does New York and everything else. 
they are not ESG friendly on the Arctic. And so they have their second train. Arctic LNG2 train is now coming online. What this means is that Russia is really piling in on the long-term energy contracts for Russia. What's not covered in this story is the fact that the uh, Arctic Express or the uh, shipping route from right over the pole over to Asia is really working now. And they're starting to have the, they have five nuclear uh, icebreakers. And those dudes are running all the time. And as that you're going to go right on through to Asia and it's not, it's going to be cheaper and very efficient. So they're not EGSG, but they're selling a lot of LNG and they're going to be doing a lot. Yeah. What's next here? China abandons plan. This one's a nutty one. China abandons Paris agreement, making U.S. efforts painful and pointless. <laughs> my okay. favorite words let me let me go through a couple of trumpisms here and so when trump got out of the paris accords i'm just setting the tone for this article trump got out of the paris accords and he he did it because look we're reducing our carbon footprint china's doing nothing it's the same thing he did with nato we're gonna back out of the nato payments until you all pay your fair share Brilliant. It was one of the best things he could have done. He backed out of the Paris Accord and said, let's re-talk the Paris Accord, which was good business. And then China in the last four months has insulted, Biden has insulted China, Z. Uh, uh, then Z has turned back around and insulted Kerry. Kerry has now turned back around and now they're having people trying to pull Kerry's money of a unapproved uh, thing. So all this has got a lot going on in the background. Let me go through the article now. Z uh, says, remarks came when climate envoy and former secretary uh, Igor, no, uh, John Kerry was visiting Beijing to open it up. The clear signals from China are a deliberate slap in the face to America uh, and to, and now Representative Chip Roy is uh, setting, uh, filing things to defund Kerry's climate change office at the State Department. <laughs> Based on China's energy and resource endowments, we will be able to advance initiatives to reach peak carbon emissions in a well-planned and phased way. Uh, with the principal getting before the new discarding the old, he announced in the address to the um, party Congress. It, he basically is saying, Michael, Z is saying he's not getting rid of coal. He's not getting rid of oil and gas because the energy per cost and the energy is not there in renewables. But they're going to make a lot of money selling it to us. They're pretty smart. Mm -hmm. All of them, We have to buy all of our stuff from them, but they're smart enough to realize that it's too expensive and it does not work within their their frames. Yeah, no. I mean, what cracks me up is we are shooting ourselves in the foot while China is growing a third leg. I mean, it's really what's happening. They're putting themselves ahead of the curve and ahead of us along for, for all of this stuff. Right. And we decide, no, no, Stu, you have to go. You have to move to mouse powered now. OK, here's okay, here's where the funny thing is, Michael. If the U.S. does everything that we say we can. OK, it is point oh 
0.02% degrees that the U.S. is going to impact. We are a flea on a dog's butt in the game of the uh, net zero and climate criteria. We have no impact, none. And yet we're going to spend trillions on this. Guess who's going bankrupt? No, Uh, not me, but unfortunately it's going to be us. So, and then uh, higher energy prices, we're off to Canada here. This was from the EIA, put this out. Higher energy prices push the United States energy trade with Canada to record value. When we want to take a look at this, it's just crazy. The value of U.S. exports to Canada and U.S. imports to Canada increased by a combined 41% in 2022. (laughs) The value of the U.S. energy imports from Canada is $156.3 billion when adjusted for inflation. It is uh, adjusted value energy exports to Canada was $33.8 billion. That's a lot of billions going back and forth. It could have been a lot more if we had a a Keystone XL pipeline. What happened with that again? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, that was President Depends. I mean, Biden. And he went out and then he said, I think it was this weekend, Michael, the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act, really wasn't going to ever reduce inflation. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Okay. That is funny. I mean, it's 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 unfortunate, but we had an opportunity to solve this issue with the Keystone Pipeline and we, and we, we swung and missed. So that is what it is. Oh, you bet. Hey, uh, this next article, I think, is all you. Yeah, well, I'll just come over and we'll we'll cover a little bit what's going on in the oil and gas markets today. We saw overall markets choppy today. We were up about a half a percentage point on the S&P. NASDAQ did did about 1.8 percentage points. Crude oil dropped about a uh, tenth of a percentage point. Sits at about 82.40 right now. Fairly choppy throughout the day, though. I think you've got two different things pulling prices one way or the other. Obviously, China having some softened demand expectations is obviously going to pull back those numbers but but on top of what we're seeing on the supply side from a from an uh from 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 a from a excuse me from a record demand here you're kind of, you know market is kind of weighing those two things i think ultimately this week we're still going to end up bullish i thought the only other interesting thing Stu, that i saw was was chesapeake going in and divesting of their south texas assets uh selling its remaining eagleford assets um for 700 million uh, hmm. To kind of bring that total Eagleford package that they have been selling over the the years now to uh, 3.5 billion. Um, to give you guys an idea of the transaction size, 42,000 net acres, 540 wells um, in that Eagleford area, mainly in Demit and Webb County. Average daily production was about 29,000 BOE. So to give you guys an idea, 700 million uh, divided by 29,000, that gives you $24,000 per flowing BOE. It's pretty good. I mean, considering the fact that this is gas, you know, you look at somewhere around 50, you know, 35 to 50,000 was what? Uh, you know, prime oil rich Permian was going for 50,000, you know, 35,000 to 50,000 dollars per BOE. This is sitting about 60% liquid. So there you go. Should do about 75 or, or 50 million in the EBITDA. I mean, that's a pretty, it's a, it's a long payout. It's a little bit interesting considering the, the price that they paid for it. Um, You know, this will close February or it's effective February one. They're going to receive 650 million upon closing. Fifth final 50 million install will be paid a year from later. There is a little sweetener if oil prices are between uh, 75 and 80. They'll get an extra 25 and an extra 50 if it's over $80. I, I like the deal. I don't love the deal, Stu. I think it's, you know, if, if, it's a little bit expensive, 
if you're Silverbone, you're going to come in and drill this asset up at natural gas prices. I think you're you're buying maybe a little bit low. I mean, it's again, it's liquids heavy. When they tell you it's liquids heavy, it's because they're trying to convince you there's not that much gas there. There's a little bit of oil. Like, no, 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 we get it. We get it. you're buying a gas assets, low price, hoping that when it uh, gas prices pop, you come in and drill that baby up. I get it. I just don't know if I agree with the play. Now, I I know some people that would absolutely love this play. Some of them working at Silverbow. Um, but I think there's two sides to this. I probably, right. you know, I, I think if you're you're Nick Delso, you're you've probably been trying to sell this to Silverbow for for months now, and it's probably the Silverbow side that's been holding this up. Um, obviously, the kicker right. on oil prices has something to do with it, which is interesting. But Nick you know, over like at C- CNX. What's up? Was that Nick over at CNX? No, I uh, uh, Chesapeake. Chesapeake. Thank you. No, not quite. Nick, Nick uh, we, we love over there. Yeah. You're, you're thinking some yeah. gas. I know you're trying to try to pump the podcast up. I like it though. Nick, uh, this is Nick Deloso. Uh, Nick, D- I don't know who the CEO is. Nick Delios. What, they're, they're, yes. they're similar sounding names. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. Apples to oranges. All right, Stu, what should people be worried about? Uh, China. And uh, crude has been overbought in the territory for some now in this article. Defying expectations of correction, it has been singularly focused on U.S. economic out, uh, optimism, exclusion, increasingly stronger headwinds in blowing uh, in the eurozone in China. The, uh, China is announcing uh, today when this is airing uh, on their economy numbers. So I, I bet we're going to see some ups and downs tomorrow on the crude oil based on China reporting how good their economy is. Well, you always are scary, but unfortunately you're right most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. You're right I'm mostly most dead. It was it. Uh, Only mostly dead. Mostly, so. mostly dead. All right, guys, we appreciate you checking us out here. Energy News Beef Podcast. Reach out to us. Follow us on LinkedIn, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you, you, you listen to us, guys. You can find us for Stuart Turley. I'm Michael Tanner. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. 